Welcome to episode 71 of the Animal Addicts podcast. Sorry for the delay, I'm sure we'll address it on the next episode, which will also unfortunately be delayed. On today's episode, Casey talks about some ferocious seals down in New Zealand, while I talk about an adorable new resident of the White House. We learn about two new feathered favorites, and about our Animal of the Week who also hails from New Zealand. So let's jump into episode 71 of the Animal Addicts podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Animal Addicts podcast. As always, we're your host, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new batch of awesome animals. But before we get into that, what have you been up to since the not-so-long time since I last saw you, Casey? So to be honest, I remember there was something that was great for a ketchup, but I did not write it down and I have no clue what it is. Great. Though it's lost somewhere in the abyss of my mind. I'll remember it eventually. Yeah. And then I will still not write it down and be pissed off about it later. No, and it'll be too late to bring it up anyway. <laughs> but anyway, I want to give an update on my plants. Okay, yeah. Because I love my carnivorous plants. And the is this also the ball thing? The eco whatever it is? Oh, no. I don't have an ecosphere. Oh, just kidding. I thought you got one. I had one a long time ago, and they both died. But I thought he said he bought it, and it was too complicated. Or that was your plants. My plants, plants, yeah. Okay, they were okay. too complicated because carnivorous plants can be sensitive. I have a sundew. Specifically, a cape sundew and a um, red dragon ver- variant of a Venus flytrap. Okay. It looks like shit. Right? Oh no. <laughs> it could be because they go through these seasonal changes, and in the winter they will look literally dead and come back in the spring. Oh. So despite it looks dead, <laughs> I will still be watering it and taking care of it until the spring, and okay. we'll see if it's actually. I'm hopeful because I still see some new sprouts coming I've... up killed all of my succulents yep. they're all dead now it's yes. so sad Aww. continue on but my sundew is doing great great you remember like how like i this is my memory specifically because my life experience i remember going in my like cousin's garage and they had like these fly traps all over the ceiling that's mm-hmm. what my sundew plant looks like right now oh just a bunch of flies on the plant do they get stuck to it yeah oh, they, that's it sticks and then they die and provide just nutrients like, to the plant just like absorbs it yeah Ew. It okay. slowly decays and it takes in all those nutrients. Do they just die of starvation? Or do they die of like yeah. some sort of toxin or something? Well, that sucks. I mean, yeah. a fly's life I mean, isn't great anyway, but like. Yeah. Also, they could be suffocated by the dew that's actually on them. Mm, yeah. yeah. Because okay. of how insects breathe. That'd probably be better. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Okay. Yeah, it's So that looks. The sundew, at least, is doing very well. I don't know. I think it's supposed to go through seasonal changes like the Venus flytrap, but it does, hasn't yet because it's still all upright and perky and looks alive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. One thing that sucks is like I do have to go and buy distilled water for it, but thankfully I buy them like a gallon is like only a buck, and I go through them slowly. Yeah, I have to get it for my nasal rinse stuff, so mm-hmm. yeah. I know the pain. Yeah, but right now I have a struggle. Mm-hmm. Not with my plants, but my zoo pass. Why? You bought it like two it's months ago. It's still not here. <laughs> Did you buy it in November? Uh, no, December. Oh. Early December. Okay. It still hasn't come yet. I emailed them, and they said they would send me a new one, um, and that if, for some reason, there's problems, I can always just go there and go to like the membership lines and s- get my pass there, they said in the email. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're probably going to have to do that. It yeah. Like. It seems like it. <laughs> 
Um, but they address me as Miss in my email. <laughs> I guess the way your name is spelled goes either way, yeah. really. So I haven't met. I've met pl- a few female Casey's in my life. Never met another male Casey. <laughs> no, I have. Okay. Oh, you have? Yeah, oh. I was like, have I? Yeah, I yeah. have one other one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've met. I know of female. I don't. Know. I just know of Casey's. But mm-hmm. anyway. All right, so well, that's fun. We can yep. get that. Oh, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to be underpass, so you don't care. But <laughs> all right, well, hopefully you'll get it. I um, I will get to that in a second. But um, I have not gone because COVID is so bad right now. I don't really want to go anywhere, even the park, because it's just it gets crowded. So, and then people are like, "Oh, we're outside," which I usually do. I take my mask off at outside there. But then it gets more crowded in those areas. I don't want it off, and everyone has it off. And it's just, anyway, it's a thing. All right, well, yep. I wish you well in getting yep. your pass. And you have to let me know how that one goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we won two things involving my amazing job. I'm being sarcastic, <laughs> but anyway, it's okay. It's just a lot of problems. Anyway. It's like um, a medical imaging place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I just remember, like, I've had to do that a couple times because I've had... <laughs> Couple surgeries before. Yeah. Usually um, you have to do pre-op stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except the one time it was emergency. <laughs> it's like, yep, yeah, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably got. Ultrasound. But anyway, the first time my first surgery was um, laparoscopy to get my gallbladder removed, and I remember having to go in for an ultrasound. Yeah, you get ultrasound for all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I remember I wanted to do this joke, but for some reason I didn't. And it's like when I got back that they said how to go, and it's like it's a. I wanted to say it's a boy. <laughs> anyway a lot of people don't want to know we have to write it in a paper and like give it to them to give to somebody else anyway it's Mm -hmm. a whole thing and then one patient lost the papers then she called back and like the tech is already gone for the day we're like uh we have to get someone else to look at it i guess hang on anyway but um so we won customer service um for our because there's like 10 different sites of our company and we won our site we're in customer service and if you win now for the front desk you get to choose what the desktop background is for everyone not well not for the text but for all the front desk people so everyone who's checking in and like all the like not really admin but anyway so everyone at every site has to look at it and other sites have like just taken pictures of themselves in their lobby and we're like this is gross somebody else did one and they put a picture of this like a really pretty picture of like a Rhodesian Ridge back in like a countryside and we're like that's great let's do that um, and then the next one was the people, and then another one was, like, cheesy and awful, and we are like, oh, my God. So we went, we're like, we have to figure out what we're going to do, and we were thinking about being really mean and, like, doing puns and stuff and taking pictures of ourselves, but we didn't. And I, my suggestion won, and we all put pictures of our pets on it. So now the screensaver thing, backdrop, is all pets. And um, Tiger Lily is the only cat. <gasps> I know. And it's mostly little fake dogs. Fake dogs? <laughs> Poodles, Bichons, you know, Yorkies. There's Uh, one Ridgeback. A real dog. A real dog. There's a German Shepherd that is hilarious because it's given attitude like Tiger Lily's given. Uh, And that person's kind of matches the personality of the dog. It's really funny. uh, And then um, there's one big doodle, which is kind of cute because he has a navy hat on. But anyway. Um, And then uh, who's who's the other? There's one other real. And then there's a couple like mix breed like real real sized dogs but mostly it's all little yeah <laughs> have you ever seen like the skulls of those dogs the little ones no they're terrifying 
Really? They're like little freakish monsters of skulls. Oh, I don't. I'm curious now, but I've not. I'll have to look at that at some point. But anyway, yeah. So Tiger Lily is the only cat of the entire group. I'm like, how does nobody else have a cat? Really? That's. I know. So strange. It is. Anyway, so those are our pictures. So my idea one. But um, what I was going to say is I got, which would have tied into the park because I wanted to go to the park that day. I got a surprise day off of work because somebody broke into our work. So we are in our medical building. We are next to a pharmacy. So we think they were trying to get to the pharmacy ah. to get drugs and stuff. Anyway, um, but they like many things are crazy. They broke our back window and it didn't set off the alarm. I don't know how that works, but they, I guess they were trying to stay low. Drugs must have been involved because it made no sense. Um, <laughs> but I guess they were trying to stay low so, like, maybe they wouldn't set off the alarm or something. So they they made holes in all of the walls. So it started back in our break room, and then they came out, and then they made holes in multiple walls. But some of the places they were going, one place there's, like, a cabinet into a place and I'm like you're not going to fit through that cabinet what are you doing and some of them I'm like okay it seems like you're trying to get your way toward the pharmacy because also in like the lobby of the building they try to get into it or from the outside too and then they tried to get in like through most of our rooms they went through we would have cracked up if they went into MRI because their metal tools would have been a problem in MRI but anyway yeah. um oh my which God. they had to have had metal tools but anyway like they had these big giant holes that they use to like burrow through things basically we're like we have giant rats apparently um and some of them just made no sense it's like where so we're all like we want them to catch these people just so we can be like what was the thought process because this one makes no sense and then they didn't steal anything there are computers towers for the computers the monitors like we have a keurig like they didn't take at anything. least take a towers i know <laughs> like my goodness they didn't take anything they didn't take a single thing and like they just uh, they didn't get to the pharmacy so i'm like you didn't get what you came for this obviously took time because it was probably like seven different solid size things so it totally messed us up obviously and then um do better robbers yeah it was really bad so we're all just like what were you on so anyway mm. so then they went back out and but they didn't take anything not even like a coffee machines who were like what okay that was weird so anyway so it turned out being a free day off um which is great because i had so many things that i had to like call you were gonna have to call to get it resolved like customer service and they're always only open from like nine to five i work during those hours so i can never do them I'm like all of the calls <laughs> today they're happening so i got so much done and then i was like i kind of want to go to the park but i was like i can't because it's crowded in covid but anyway, yeah, so we had giant rats basically at work, essentially, uh, stupid rats, because they didn't get what they went for. Yeah, and they a natural rat else. would have got something. They done. would have gotten something. <laughs> they would have, like, a snack. Yeah. Like, we have snacks in the snack room. They took nothing. We're like, okay, I mean, okay, that's great. We didn't have to replace it, but we had to shut down for a day because we can't mm-hmm. have patients in with holes in, like, <laughs> all of the rooms and everything. We're like, sorry. Oh. So it was a huge inconvenience because then it obviously and it sucks because then it made us have to cancel the appointments to the people who had appointments that day. So that sucks. And then people who come in for like x-rays and stuff, we had to send them to another site. So then that site was getting bombarded and everyone was mad at them. And I'm like, but it was funny because they would be like mad about it. I would just like gesture to the, the drywall that had been patched but not painted yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is everywhere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, sorry. And the problem is an x-ray room you can't just put plaster over it because they have to have special stuff in it because yeah. of the radiation. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can't just get fixed like that. So anyway, it was crazy. But um, but yeah, I got a free day off work. So that was, I mean, kind of nice. Yeah. 
Nice. And I got to sleep in. But yeah, so there you go. That's that's my stuff. Super exciting. Uh, Casey looks like he might be a sort of bad news. I don't know. A weird news type of dude cool today. Cool news. Cool news. Great. Let's go with it. Tell us yes. what you want to talk about today, Casey. Scientists find out New Zealand leopard seals feed on sharks. They're tough. Well, aren't those the same New Zealand leopard seals that would be eating all the penguins to be all tough down in Antarctica? Or are they different leopard Probably. seals? No, I would they're think the like same they'd be the same, seals. right? Okay. Yep. So leopard seals are among the top predators in the circumpolar region, and some individuals have been known to travel relatively far north, but has never been known if these seals preyed upon sharks. And a new study published in Frontiers in Marine Science has finally presented evidence that they do based on shark remains retrieved from scat as well as scars on seals consistent with shark bite marks as well as spines embedded in the seal's face. Oh. The study was led by Krista van der Linn. Um, she, along with other researchers and citizen scientists, found 39 predation observations and 127 scat samples uh, recovered from 1942 to 2019. And from these, 23.1% of the predatory observations were on sharks, and 7.1% of the scat samples had shark remains in it, which were detected by both morphological examinations and DNA sequencing. And the main species found in the study were the elephant's fish, the ghost shark, and the dog, spiny dogfish. Just as a side note, the elephant fish and ghost sharks are not true sharks, but are actually chimeras, which are close relatives. Oh, okay. Yep. They also noted in this study that due to the frequency in which they found these species indicate they may be an important part of the diet of some leopard seals in the area. The scars found on the leopard seals were also very significant because they also found shark spines in the face of some of the leopard seals, and these spines are a form of defense uh, for some of these sharks, uh, which indicates that the seals are actively hunting them and not just scavenging off the remains of sharks, along with the scars also indicating that. Okay. Leopard seals are relatively new species to New Zealand, so there are still many questions left unanswered about the species here. And some are looking into if the species for species comes to New Zealand to get more food as climate changes in the species southern range as well as looking into how the leopard seals will affect the local sharks and food webs. Huh. What well, does it seem to be a main staple of their diet or it's just kind of something that they sometimes eat? And at least in some individuals with how frequently they see it, it may be a substantial portion of their diet. Oh, oh. Watch out sharks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, leopard seals are nasty. Yes. I mean Anyway, okay. Well, I have yay news. So that's it for the leopard seals, right? Yes, it okay, is. Okay, eating the sharks. Okay. You probably have heard already, but in case you haven't, because I didn't hear right away, um, we now have a kitty in the White House. Yay! About time. I'm so excited. So Willow is the new kitty in the White House. And this is a super short article, so I'm just going to read about it real quick. The Biden administration announced Friday, this was earlier, it was like two Fridays ago, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> that the first family had adopted a gray short-haired tabby named Willow. The first lady, Jill Biden, was apparently the driver behind the adoption after Willow interrupted a speech she was giving at a Pennsylvania farm during President Biden's 2020 campaign. Willow made quite an impression on Dr. Biden in 2020 when she jumped up on the stage and interrupted her remarks during a campaign stop. Seeing their immediate bond, the owner of the farm knew that Willow belonged with Dr. Barton. Michael LaRosa, the first lady spokesman, said in a news release. 
The cat is named after the First Lady's hometown of Willow Grove, PA. The cat will also be the first to live in the White House since President George W. Bush and PA? First Lady Pennsylvania. I okay, I was, I was wondering, it's like, you mean Pennsylvania? Yes. It's a PA, and I, I guess I shouldn't assume everyone knows that PA is Pennsylvania, but Pennsylvania. I mean, I get Arkansas and Alaska mixed up all the time. <laughs> Anyway, um, it'll be the first love in the White House since President George W. Bush and First Lady Laura Bush's black cat, India. And last month, Biden welcomed Commander, a four-month-old purebred German Shepherd puppy in June. Or sorry, in puppy. Oh, my gosh. Shepherd puppy, period. <laughs> in June, the Biden's eldest dog, Champ, died, which we have shared about, which, of course, which is sad. And meanwhile, Major, whom they adopted from an animal shelter in 2018, was rehomed after struggling to adapt to the busy White House environment. Oh, I thought they sent him back to their main house instead of... That's sad, anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so, so excited to have a kitty in there. I will link the article. Um, she's being a kitty. She's being an adorable kitty. She's all in the White <laughs> House. She's walking around hallway. Look at this inquisitive <laughs> look. She's like, what are they doing oh over there? Gosh. Like, I just, I want a cat in the White House for sure. So anyway. You know what else we need in the White House? What? A turtle. Has anyone ever had a turtle? I don't know. I feel like they Probably all... Teddy Roosevelt. First of all, also, like, when I first saw this, it was not, like, a reputable source, so I just looked at the comments because I didn't want to click on the article, mm. and it was all just, like, you know, stupid political stuff, and it's like, yeah, everything is a political About move. About a for, cat! For ev no, but, like, every president, like, everything is a political move, but it's like, either way, I don't give a cat, I don't give a shit, because there's a cat in the White House, and that's really all you should care you about. You know what's funny? They actually did something once, and it's like, they showed a picture of a dog. It was, um, I'm pretty sure it was Barack Obama's dog when, um, Bo. and yeah, I yeah, um, and they sh showed it to people and said, but they said this was um, Barack Obama's or they say it was um, Kennedy's, mm -hmm. and people significantly disliked it when they knew it was it was Obama's, it was Obama's yeah. as opposed to Kennedy's. Of course, well, it's racism. It's racism. a freaking it's dog. Racism and also the, the political divide too. But racism is a big part. But yeah, no, I know. They don't just focus on the fact that it's dog. But to be fair, like, yeah, well, Obama's a little different because that was also like a campaign promise essentially yeah. to his kids. But like a lot of times, yes, they want something that makes them look better. There's the whole checkers thing with Nixon. Like they're going to use animals to make them look better. They all do this shit. But anyway, I don't care. There's a cat in the White House and that's what I care about. There also should be a pig in the White House. There should be all kinds of animals in the White House because they're amazing. Yes. And they belong there. And if people had animals to talk with all day, maybe they wouldn't be so awful. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah. So there you go. So Willow, she's super cute. Look at the pictures of her. I just love this one of her coming around the corner. Look at how adorable she is. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, love it. Um, and that will bring us to our category this week. And yes. Casey got to choose this time. And he made it far more simple than mine last week. <laughs> yes, I did. So we, Casey, what did you what did you choose? We're going with New Zealand birds. All right, this is this is why I was looking ahead and I got confused about Australia birds because I was looking at a lot of New Zealand <laughs> birds. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of flightless things here. Yes, there are. Remember when we did that episode that featured all birds and I was like, oh, flying, none of them fly. <laughs> Not a single one of these yes, birds fly. Was. I remember. Yep. Oh, what ones were they? Kiwi, Takahi, oh, and they yeah. all have Southern in their Kiwi, name. Kiwi, Takahi. And the cassowary. And cassowary. Yep. And I was like, all these flying things, like literally not a single yeah. one. Not a single one. Anyway. All right. So who is your favorite, sort of, because we've already discussed yeah. New Zealand birds. Yes. Um, well, those were Oceania. 
That's true. It was, but they just happened to be. But they happen to be in New Zealand. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so who is your favorite New Zealand bird? I went with the weka. I had a look at that. I had no idea what that was. All yes. right, so tell us I about th- them. I saw it and I was like, it looks cool. <laughs> so you pulled a me. Yes, I did. <laughs> but there's a lot of cool birds on New Zealand. There are. I need to go there. But yeah, I probably never will. I just will. want to travel all the places, Casey. <laughs> yeah. So the guy, these guys' scientific name is Galleralis australis. Yes. It's in New Zealand. Why is yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's terrible. Okay, continue. The species in, is endemic to New Zealand, so no, they do not live on Australia. Okay. <laughs> they live in a large variety of habitats, including wetlands, shrubland, coastlines, and native forests. They are among many flightless birds that reside on New Zealand. They are a member of the Rallidae family, which are commonly referred to as the rails, which includes a previous animal of the week, the South Island Takahi. Woohoo! The species is also an example of insular gigantism, also known as island gigantism, which is a concept in evolutionary biology when smaller species become huge when they become isolated on islands. This is also known as Foster's Rule, after J. Bristol Foster, who identified the process back in 1964. The Weka's closest flying relative is the banded rails, and the Weka is about three to six times larger than these relatives. Hmm, okay. The reason for this is when some species become isolated on islands, there's a lack of predators and competitors for resources, which allows the animals to increase in size without any consequences. And New Zealand matches this, this, these descriptions with an absence of large predators and doesn't even have any native snakes. Hmm. Well, besides some sea snakes that come ashore. Ugh. Unacceptable. Um, this lack of predators likely also led to evolution of flightlessness in this species, as without predators to escape from, there is no, not much pressure to keep the ability to, to fly. Aw, just that it's cool, but okay. Yeah. The evolution of flightless birds has happened multiple times, and scientists have found that many of these flightless birds share regulatory genes for halting the wing growth during development. And the reason for this is due to the fact it is difficult genetically to shrink a wing without affecting the legs of the bird as well. Huh. Okay. So it involves a regulatory genes that decides to stop the growth of a certain limb at some point during development. Hmm. The weka is an omnivorous species, and the bulk of their diet consists of invertebrates and fruit. They will also feed on eggs, lizards, and even other small bird species. Like actual birds or just the eggs? Birds. Little ones. Usually they're chicks. Oh, that's mean. Yep. Wekas usually mate for light, but in regions of New Zealand where resources become scarce, they become territorial and they will have multiple mating partners. The weka is currently listed as vulnerable by the IUCN Red List. The species population is currently in decline, with the most significant threats to this species are habitat degradation and the introduction of invasive mammal predators like stoats and cats. This species has sometimes proven difficult with conservation because it is also a scavenger, and when it becomes placed on islands for recovery programs, it is a threat to other species oh. of threatened wildlife, and it will pick off whatever it can get. Oh, dear. And so it's had to be removed from some locations. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. Well. Yes, and I think it's a cool-looking rail species. There you go. You, you chose based on how I choose things. Yes. Um, New Zealand. Um, give there you were hint. so many options. There, 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 are a lot, there are a lot of options. Um, New Zealand has a lot of penguins, guys. And I already talked about the adorable 
little fairy penguin, blue yes. penguin. So, um, again, this is also based on looks. This one has the coolest hair, I think. So, <laughs> essentially, so I went with the Fjordland penguin, which I just, anytime I hear fjord, I just Im- immediately assume Norway. <laughs> so, I'm like, really? Okay, anyway. So, they're, they're cool looking, guys. So, boy, here we go again. Eudiptis pachyrinchtus. That's what we're saying. This penguin species is just moving on. This penguin species is endemic to New Zealand along the southwestern coast and its nearby islands. Like other penguin species, the Fjordland penguin is monomorphic, which means that the males and females look the same. They're about 60 centimeters tall. Well, they're not that big. That's cute. And four kilograms. The penguins can live from about 10 to 20 years. And this species is a piscivore, meaning its diet primarily consists of various fish species as well as some squid. However, the diet can vary depending on the location of the population of the penguins, as those on the west coast of South of South Island have diets that are made up of uh, are by 80% squid, 13 crustaceans, crustaceans, what am I saying? <laughs> crustaceans, and only 2% fish. They are pelagic hunters and will spend up to 75% of their time in the open ocean. Well, that's crazy hunting for prey during the winter months, but during the nesting season, they will stay in more coastal waters. Their nesting habitat, on the other hand, is actually quite diverse, and they can be found living in temperate rainforest, coastal shrub, as well as sea caves. Ooh, cave penguins. They do typically prefer to nest in hollowed-out fallen trees. How adorable. And rock crevices. The fjordland penguin belongs to the genus Eudipites. How do we say that? Eudiptes. Eudiptes. Not even close. Which are commonly referred to as the crested penguins due to the long yellow feather above their eyes that look like wacky eyebrows. They certainly do. They're adorable. You should check them out. Unlike their crested relatives, the Fjordland doesn't like to nest in the open. And even though they live in colonies that aren't able to see each other, they aren't, excuse me, able to see each other because they are hidden in logs, caves, or bushes. Fun fact, the Fjordland lays pale green eggs. Ooh, that's fun. The crested penguins have a reproductive strategy that varies from other penguins in that they will actually lay two eggs rather than one. The first eggs, sometimes referred to as the A egg, typically is smaller than the second egg, the B egg. The parents don't actually start incubating until the B egg has been laid. And due to this, the fact the B egg is larger, it will usually hatch first and they will kick the other egg out of the nest. Oh no, they're one of the asshole yes. birds. <laughs> Awful. In instances where the chicks hatch at the same time, the one from the A egg will usually starve. That's great. This is just terrible. Why even have the A egg? It's insurance. How many times do they not have B, B egg? Well, they always have B egg. I don't know. And how it's often not B- insurance of B egg. Well, I don't know how often B egg dies. Anyway, I don't like it. I don't like them as much now. Okay, anyway. So, um, however, in good years, there can be two chicks raised successfully, but this usually happens about in 12% of nests. Terrible parents. Anyway, the Fjordland penguin is currently listed as near threatened. The population of this species is currently in decline. The most significant threat to this species' survival is the introduction of invasive predators like the Stoughton cats. Excuse me. Oh, my God. That one wouldn't go away. They also have been known to have, excuse me, their chicks and eggs preyed upon um, 
Open Bay Island. What? There's a missing word again. They also have been known, yeah, to have their chicks and eggs preyed upon on Open Bay Island. Just kidding. It's an island. By Wekas, what he just talked about, when they were introduced there. So, even worse parenting. (laughs) They have also been threatened by fishing industry, with them sometimes being caught as bycatch, all and having food supplies diminished. Anyway, their little eyebrows are really cute, um, but they are apparently one of the asshole birds who purposely... (laughs) ignore a child um just don't have that one anyway um and casey yes Allie. we talked about some birdies today yes we did um so what is what is the chicken's favorite classical composer i don't know fuck <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it's a bad one. I didn't know what our birdies were yet. <laughs> I just knew we had birds. <laughs> all right. But the that's... weka is about the size of a chicken. There you go. I feel like <laughs> all birds are chicken-esque. So anyway, <laughs> all right. And that brings us to our Animal of the Week. And our Animal of the Week this week is... The New Zealand Lesser Short-Tailed Bat. We are very much in New Zealand. That is a long name. Okay, anyway, tell <laughs> us know. about them. So these guys come from the order Chiroptera, mm-hmm. which are, of course, bats. They come from the family Mistassinidae, and their scientific name is Mistassina tuberculata. Oh, like tuberculosis? Yes, actually, it's reference to their nostrils. Oh, okay. This bat species is endemic to New Zealand, and it's nearby islands, and they live predominantly in forested habitat. And they can live on average for about seven years. They are small bat species, only measuring about six to eight centimeters in length, and their forearms are only about 40 to 45 millimeters long. That is a typo. <laughs> what is it really? No, that is the oh, typo. Okay, okay. Uh, is their uh, millimeters is correct, but I put centimeters. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I have an image of this tiny bat with giant wings. <laughs> oh. uh, and they weigh about 11 to 15 grams. Okay. This bat species is omnivorous, though the majority of their diet consists of insects, but they will also feed on fruit and the nectar and pollen of plants. And fun fact, bats are among the most diverse group of mammals and only come second to the rodents in number of species and make up about 20% of all mammal species. Wow. It is a member of a unique group of bat. It is in the family Mistassinidae which is sometimes referred to as the New Zealand short-tailed bats. It is likely the last member of this family of bats, as the other species, the greater short-tailed bat, was only found on two islands and was last sighted back in 1967 after a rat invasion and is likely extinct. Oh, no. Given it is the last member of its species, it is a very unique species and represents nearly 41 million years of unique evolutionary history. And this species is also featured in the Zoological Society of London's Edge List of Mammals and is ranked number 98. Okay. It is also one of only two extant mammals native to New Zealand, the other being the New Zealand long-tailed bat. Hmm, okay. It's just those two mammals there. You don't have a lot of mammals on an island, I guess. There's plenty of islands with mammals. Okay, well, those <laughs> don't have them. <laughs> yeah, that New area. Zealand does not have... They have literally two native mammals, <laughs> excluding marine mammals that like seals and stuff. Yeah. Like many other bat species, the lesser short-tailed bat is nocturnal and spend the daytime roosting with a colony of other bats in a hollowed-out tree. However, this is where the similarity to other bats ends. 
It is likely the world's most terrestrial bat species. They walk on the ground? Yes, they do. What? Um, because of this, they have some unique characteristics, including a thicker membrane on its wings. Also, their wings can be folded when they're not flying, which allows them to use their wings more like proper forelimbs. Unlike other bats, its tail is not connected to the wing membrane. Oh, okay. Yeah. There is also a well-developed claw with a talon on it that comes off of its thumb oh, and that helps it cling onto surfaces when it's crawling, which is a char- characteristic not seen in any other small bat species. There are also talons on its toes that allow it to be more agile on the ground as well. They are capable of flying, but they are not particularly fast and usually fly no more than three meters off the ground. Oh, wow. And because of this, they will spend as much time hunting on the ground as they do in the air. Due to its more terrestrial habits in ways it acts more like shrews or insectivorous rodents than like other bats. Hmm. It will even tuck its wings in to burrow through the leaf litter of the forest floor searching for insects. It will also dig into rotten logs and trees to make roosts and tunnels. Wow. And due to New Zealand's cool climate, it can get to be too cold for these bats, so they will stay in their roosts and go into torpor, which is when animals go into a state of inactivity and their metabolic drops, which includes heart rate, breathing rates, as well as body temperature, but only slightly, or else they'll die. Is that like hibernation light? Yes. Okay. Bears do it, and so do hummingbirds. Okay. And they will come out of this whenever the weather gets warmer. They are also among a few bat species that partake in licking. The males will strategically place themselves in trees and sing during the night to try to attract females to mate with, and the females will only have a single pup at a time and reproduce only once per year. Okay. They're better parents. (laughs) Um, The New Zealand lesser short-tailed bat is currently listed as vulnerable by the IUCN Red List. Its population is currently in decline with major threats including deforestation as well as introduction of invasive predators like rats, cats, and stoats. Rats are a major threat to this species as it is the cause of extinction of their close relative, the short, the greater short-tailed bat, and rat removal programs have resulted in increases of rat, bat populations. Oh, good. The species is also protected by the New Zealand Wildlife Act and work is being done, coordinated by the Bat Recovery Plan and has been performing assessments to better understand how to protect the species. They have also been performing eradications of introduced predators to help protect the species, as well as protect habitat, and have performed translocations to try to find better habitat for them. Okay. There you go. So a little, little ground bat is what yes. I'm going to call them. Because they'll <laughs> crawl around on the, ba- on, the, on the bound. Oh my gosh, my brain is just not with me. Anyway. All right. Well, there we go. So that brings us to our challenge. And it was my turn to challenge Casey today, and this is the uh, little bit um, postponed Jeopardy. Also, I was trying because I couldn't remember how much time we did and how many categories exactly we did. This has been a hot mess, man. Sometimes we've done five categories. Sometimes we've done four. Usually it was four, and then there were a lot of times where it was five. So I was like, no, we're doing four categories. So anyway, right. four categories, ten minutes, I believe, okay. is what we're doing. So I remembered <laughs> it being a possible $6,000, but then sometimes you had five categories. So that's probably why I had more money. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, um, but then I think I did five categories one time. Anyway, it's a hot mess. We're going back to four categories. Here we go. And once again, our Jeopardy should not be called Jeopardy because it really doesn't run much like Jeopardy at all. It's Leopardy. 
It's leopardy. Yeah, we'll call it leopardy. All right. So these are your four categories, Casey. Are you ready? Sure. Sports. Sports. Yep. Oh, Lord. What's their name? Do you remember? Oh, boy. And Lunar New Year. Lunar New Year. Yay. All right. And, of course, there's one, two, three, four, and five. Okay, worth 100, 200, 300, 400, 500. <laughs> Oh, you want to write? You could just ask me as we go. Oh, okay. And that's what I usually do. I always forget them. Don't look over here. I Did can't even see your computer. Be looking at these answers. Okay. So I'm going to give you your categories again so you can choose them. Okay. Are we using your timer? You have it ready already? Okay. You mm -hmm. have it ready. Okay. So here we go. So you have sports. Okay. What's their name? Do you remember? And Lunar New Year. Okay. All right. Ready? Go. Sports. These are where children and new skiers learn to ski. What? <laughs> a lodge? No, they're what they're commonly oh. referred to. Oh, kitty slopes? This is all going to be oh, bunny animal related. Yes, bunny slope. Yes. Everything is animal related, Casey. Okay. Mm -hmm. The 2022 Winter Olympics are here. What is the national animal of the host country? Host country is Australia, so it is Australia, right? <laughs> I don't I don't remember. I'm going to say kangaroo. It's the Winter Olympics. I don't know. Why would Australia have the Winter Indoor Olympics? Shit. I don't know. No. Okay. We'll what come back it? to it. No, we'll come back to it. Ah. We'll go through it. All right. Though spelled differently, this figure skating jump sounds like two animals combined and is usually preceded by a double or triple. <laughs> two animals combined. Mm-hmm. You know your figure skating jumps? No. But you should. Figure skating is the best. Absolutely the best thing of the Winter Olympics. I don't know. Okay, we will come back. Sports is not going. I thought you would get those. You got bunny slopes at least. <laughs> Took a while, but you got there. All right. Of the 32 NHL teams, how many of them are named after animals? 16, 12, 7, or 5? Going with 12. Nope. And we'll go back over that as well. Okay. Of those... <laughs> Um, teams that are named after animals. Two are alliterations, so like the Jacksonville Jaguars right. in the NFL, right? So um, name one of them. You only have to name one. I never would have been able to do this, by the way, if that looked good. N <laughs> NHL? No, NFL. NFL. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, NHL, yes. In the NHL, that's two hockey. of the teams that are named, yeah, that's hockey, because it's all Winter Olympics themed, and then two of the teams that have animals in their name are alliterations. So they're sitting in their animal name, you know, same letter. There's something ducks. I don't think it's an alliteration, though. Oh, my gosh. And of all the ho sports, hockey is one I care least about. It's one of the better ones, but okay. I mean, not that I really care about it, but... I honestly have no clue. Okay. Um, just take a wild guess. Um... You can just make something up. Maybe you'll be right. Probably not, but maybe. I can't even think of city names right now. Okay. We just moving on. Milwaukee Mountain Lions. Great. I love it. I love the energy. Okay. All right. So then you have, what's their name? What's their name? Okay. All right. What's their name? I'm just giving you the, uh, I've forgotten the actual term for it. That's terrible. The species epithet? Something like okay. that. And you have to tell me the common name, okay? Okay. The first one, if you don't get this, I'm going to be very disappointed. Sagittarius Serpentarius. Secretary Bird. There we go. Boobo Boobo. 
Boobo Boobo? Mm-hmm. Boobo Boobo. These aren't all ones we've covered, is it? Uh, I should say they are animals that have, have been uh, animal picks. Sorry, not animals of the week. They've been our picks. Boobo Boobo. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Some of them are yours. Some of them are mine. I don't remember any of mine being Tottenham's, so I just want to know yours. I had to make a category that was more difficult for you because you always make it oh difficult for me. Skip that one for now. You don't get to go back to it. What? So if you skip it, we're just moving okay, on. Okay. Um... I feel like it's some kind of bird. I give up on that one. Okay. All right. Uh, I probably won't pronounce this one right, but Lamna Gnosis. I can spell it if you'd like. Yes, please. L-A-M-N-A-N-A-S-U-S. Garanook. Nope. Damn. All right. Uh, probably going to say this one wrong, too. Batis Philinor. B-A-T-T-U-S-P-H-I-L-E-N-O-R. Batis... Say it one more time. Batis Philinor is what I think is how you pronounce that. P H I L E N O R. Oh, um. Spotted Eagle Ray? Nope. Oh, boy. Why did I put this one in here? This is impossible to say. Okay. It's not impossible, but it's not easy. Oh, I assumed you were just going on the category. I didn't even ask if you were switching categories. Yeah. Okay. Um, heterocephalus glaber. I will spell that. H-E-T-E-R-O-C-E-P-H-A-L-U-S-G-L-A-B-E-R. I feel like heterocephalus sounds right. Spell one more time. H-E-T-E-R-R-O... Oh, sorry, that's all one word. R-O-C-E-P-H-A-L-U-S. Second word, G-L-A-B-E-R. Spotted ratfish? Nope. Why can't I remember? All right. Do you remember a Lunar New Year? What's the categories? That's it. Do you remember a Lunar New Year? Oh. (laughs) Lunar New Year. Okay. 2022 is the year of the? Tiger. Yay, it's also my year. It should be a good year. Let's see if it turns around. (laughs) All right. Um, yeah, you got one right. Woohoo. <laughs> okay. Only one of the signs, let me just mark that real fast, is a mythical animal. Animal. Which is it? Dragon. Yep. The only one cooler than mine. <laughs> um, all right. And then, that'll do indeed. In 1995, this film was released starring an animal that also happened to be the sign for that year. What animal was it? Was it Wilbur? You're in the right general area. Was this Charles Swift? No, but I'm asking what the animal oh, is. So oh, you're asking for the animal, pig. There you go. I will accept that even though you don't have the movie, but that is okay. Um, <laughs> all right. And then whose year was it last time China hosted the Olympics? It's the same as when the Animal Addicts podcast first premiered. <laughs> what their animal was? Yeah. What year was it? The sign oh, that it was, God. yeah. Oh, uh, as same as a year when So it was we... the same as when we premiered, so hope you know what year that is. <laughs> I remember a year. I don't remember. What the yeah, I know. 
Was it monkey? Final answer? Yes. Okay, no. Okay. All right. Lunar New Year is heavily associated with China. Mulan is a legendary Chinese heroine. In the 1998 Disney version, what was the name of her cricket friend? I don't know. <laughs> That's why this is the last one. I didn't expect you to get it. <laughs> Mushu, even though I know it's not wrong because that's the dragon. Oh, you said Mushu? Okay, yeah, no, that's not that's not right. Okay, so this didn't go well. I found the key. <laughs> Scientific names and more specific Disney things. All right, are you ready for the answers? Yes. So first of all, let's see how many you got right. You got one, two. <laughs> oh, we haven't finished yet. I'm so sorry. Okay. You have another category. I'm so sorry. What's the last category? Do you remember? Okay. You, you skipped on me and I got lost. Okay, where, where are we? Okay. 100. 100. I don't think we even started. No, we don't get to. Who are the two lead sled dogs responsible for getting the diphtheria serum to no Alaska? This is all stuff we talked about. I know it is, but I don't remember. Do you even know one of them? (laughs) You will learn these. I learned (laughs) Miracophagus. I don't know. Okay, moving on. This one I think you can get. What animal brought trains in Japan to a halt when they swarmed over the tracks? Trains in Japan to a halt? Mm-hmm. Oh, millipedes. Yep. Yay, you got one. Okay. And then, despite a popular pet food having part of the name of this food, that was horribly said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> despite a popular pet food having part of the name of this food, commonly associated with California, it is actually on the list of dangerous foods for your pets. While it's only mildly toxic to dogs and cats, but it can be severely toxic, even deadly to birds, rabbits, horses, and ruminants such as cattle, goats, and sheep. This is an animal thing? It name? is a food. It's a food? It is a food. Part of the name of this food is in a uh, fairly popular pet food brand, more premium type one, and uh, and it is, uh, is dangerous for your animals. We discussed it when we talked about the dangers, household dangers to your animals. Associated with California. There's your hint. Okay. I am. I think I am right. I have a germ. So what's the food? Avocado. There we go. Okay. I thought you were asking for the brand name. No, I'm asking for the food. Sorry, I have less. Um, okay. 20 seconds. Oh, okay. Well, we'll give it to you because I screwed up earlier. Okay. What animal did one pot of amazing beluga whales adopt in Beluga Kingdom? Narwhal. Yay. And what kind of dog is Hooch from Turner and Hooch? Is he a bloodhound? Turner and Hooch. Bloodhound. Nope. Okay, now we're actually done. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's try that again. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight total (laughs) for a total of 100. Um. 200 <laughs> it's more than i thought it get uh 400 plus 300 700 plus 400 dollars. where were we 1100 dollars, and then 1200 1400 1700 not terrible not terrible and it's much better than i thought it was yeah it wasn't it wasn't awful i mean the sports category i figured it was going to be tough so you know here we go we're just going to go through all of them so these are where children and new skiers learn to ski. Bunny slopes. All right. 
The 2022 Winter Olympics are here. What is the national anthem of the host country? I didn't know if you know the country, but I didn't think you'd think it was Australia for the Winter Olympics. It is China. So who would that national animal be? It's pretty obvious. Yeah, giant panda. All right, here we go. I don't know if there might be some high mountains. In Australia? Africa has high mountains, alpine. Okay, well, they're going to have Kilimanjaro Olympics next time. <laughs> All right. So, um, though spelled differently, this figure skating jump sounds like two animals combined and is usually preceded by a double or triple. That is the sow cow. But it is spelled S-A-L-C-H-O-W. But it sounds like a sow, which is a female. Yeah. Yep. And a cow. Anyway. All right. Here we go. Of the 32 NHL teams, how many of them are named after animals? 16, 12, 7, or 5? I also made it 7 and not 8 because one is the Predators, and that is not specific, uh, even though their mascot is like a lynx or something like that, some sort of animal. Mm. Anyway, it is 7. The Boston Bruins, the Florida Panthers, the Arizona Coyotes, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Anaheim Ducks, they're the Ducks, <laughs> and the San Jose Sharks. All right. And then there's also San Jose Sharks. I... There's also the Seattle Kraken, but that's mythical, so anyway, it doesn't count. All right. So of these two, two are alliterations. Which ones are they? It's the Boston Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins is so appropriate for hockey. I want to see Penguins play hockey now. All right. Mm-hmm. This one you got right. Sagittarius Serpentarius, Secretary Bird. Boobo Boobo was yours. It was a Eurasian Eagle Owl. Ah. So uh, it yeah, was a bird. You were correct. The Lamnanasis is a porg beetle. Poor Beagle. Yeah. Goodness. Batis Philanor, Pipevine Swallowtail. What? Yep. And the. That was one of yours. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Most of them are mine, but I gave you two of yours. Mm-hmm. Heterocephalus Glabber is the naked mole rat. Uh, there you go. Do you remember? No. <laughs> yep. So you knew some of the categories. Who are the two lead sled dogs responsible for getting the Deferia serum to Nome, Alaska? Togo and Balto. I will Balto. teach you these. What animal See, brought... I will eventually know Togo because that's the name of a country. <laughs> there you go. All right. What mm. animal brought trains in Japan to a halt when they were swarmed over the track? Or when they swarmed over the tracks, millipedes was correct. And then three, you got correct. It's avocado for aviderm. Um, four, what animal did one pod? You got that. The narwhal for the belugas being amazing. Hooch from Turner Hooch is a... I don't really know how to pronounce it because it's been too long since my French days, but dog du Bordeaux. Mm. Dog de Bordeaux. But it looks like Doge, kind I think, of. I need to look this up. <laughs> it's kind of like a mastiff-y kind of looking thing. Anyway, 2022 is the year of the tiger. You got that correct. Only one of the signs is a mm. mythical animal, which is correct. It's the dragon. That'll do indeed. Okay, so in 1995, this film, that was a hint. It was a line from it. I just didn't say the animal's name after it. The 1995 film was released during an animal that also happened to be the sign for that year. What animal was it? Correct in the pig, but the movie was Babe. Babe. I also wanted to be like, la, la, la. (laughs) But I felt like that was a bit much. Anyway. So, of course, I was going to get that right. You got it right with the wrong movie, so. Yeah, but I don't care about movie dates. <laughs> I know, but you should care about Babe. Anyway. I do love Babe. All right, so this one you did not get right. right. Whose year was it last time China hosted the Olympics? It's the same as when the Animal Addicts podcast for, first premiered. So China hosted the Olympics back in 20, 2008, excuse me. And that is the rat. Year of the ah, rat. I was so wrong. And then Lunar New Year is heavily associated with China. Mulan is the legendary Chinese heroine. In the 1998 Disney version, what was the name of her cricket friend? Yes, I did make that crazy. And his name is actually very easy. It is Cricky. 
But yes. You've seen my movie like once. I did not expect you to get it because it's not the easiest name to know, but it is basically Cricket. Anyway. So yeah, we got Jeopardy. You got $1,700. I did not go back and add up our other money. And I've briefly listened to some of them and seeing what a hot mess it was. No wonder our money is all over the place. So uh, yeah, but there we go. That is the end of episode 71. Next episode will be our listener's choice. So head over to our Patreon and sign up for a second tier membership. And then you get to have a say in who our animal is, you and whoever else votes. So do it. I think we're going to have cool, creepy things, I believe, this time. I don't remember. Mm. Anyway, go check it out and vote for your favorite. And we will catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to 71. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast.